Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo, one and all. Good morning, good afternoon, Good night and good galley, mate, Malley. Did you understand what I said? It's the one and only Sacred Icon Podcast, where the nostalgia goggles are always on. Our ship may have crashed and burned, but just like Kai, we have returned. Back to discuss the season one finale of the Halo series on Paramount Plus. Now, at the beginning of all this, some of you guys were excited for us to cover the show. Others of you were like, are you guys actually covering the show, the whole show? And some of you have waited until it was all over to get your binge on. Well, the time is here, and that time is now. Throughout this experience, half of the Halo community was like Cortana in the opening cutscene of the mall level in Combat Evolved, where you guys were like, This thing's falling apart! While the other half was like, Chief, it'll hold. And I think, just like the end of that cutscene, most would agree, we stuck the landing. Especially if you're rolling (laughs) 2.0. Yeah, that's right. yeah, that's a rolling joke. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, but if not, you know, well, hold me. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Joshy Hargis, and joining with me, as always, is my buddy, my pal, and my friend, and the one who asked me the other day, he said, Josh, how many hobbits does it take to change in a light bulb? And I said, I don't know, Brian, how many? And he said, there are no light bulbs in Middle Earth, you little bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> give it up for your host, Bad Dad Brian Harvett. Brian, buddy, how have you been, man? I've been good. I just finished watching the Halo season finale, and I've got lots to talk about. You know what's what's unfortunate, though, Josh, is now that Roland's dead, and for those of you that don't know, me and Josh, you know, we love to give Roland shit on this show, and that creepy doctor from the Halo TV series... We've just called him Roland. He's just the human form of Roland. But the problem is, now that he's dead, there's a decent chance we'll get him an AI form in season two. <laughs> and then we'll be back to square one. The, uh, the sad so. thing is, is like, you're joking, but it's like, that's entirely possible, I feel like. Oh, it's entirely possible. And that guy kind of looks like Roland. It kind of does. And now With that he's gone. the Crimson gear on him, he's got it. She's off doing her own shit now, you know, at the end of the yeah. episode. It's like, who's to say she doesn't doesn't take it'll this? He'll become like Paragonsky's, he'll be Paragonsky's AI that, to, to go against Cortana, Roland. Ooh. It could happen. Let's be real. Anything's possible in this show. Anything's, Anything's possible. possible. Um, okay, guys. So what oh, we're going to do first is we're going to talk about our thoughts on the season finale. And mm-hmm. then once we get all of that discussed and wrapped up, we're going to talk about the series as a whole. Um, Josh, I think I would actually like to hear... 
what you have to say about the series finale first, because I feel like whoever talks first gets the benefit of enlightening the other person or maybe taking an angle they didn't know. And then okay. the other person gets to, you know, usually I go first. Clear my throat. But, uh, and Josh, Josh is the one, we're both actually pretty harsh on the show, but Josh is harsher. So, Josh, what did you think of this episode? Take us okay. all please. Well, first off, I tweeted the other day, and after I saw the, the, the episode, I said, well, that was certainly a finale or something like that. Mm-hmm. And... I think I gave people the wrong impression. I feel bad. I think I gave people the impression that I really liked it. I didn't like it at all. In fact, it was probably one of my least favorite episodes. I thought it was a really rough finale that uh, that that stuck the landing in a way, but it also was just rough, real rough. So to go all over the place, uh, man, when it got to the finale, when there's the final act on that sand planet, well, I don't know what planet that was on. It I just, can't remember what it's called either. It was just like they just get there, and it, I mean, at first there's a part of me that's like, "Hey, it's like Sand Trap," but then it's like that's where the whole battle takes place, and the CGI was so fucking dog shit again. It was so bad. I was like, I'm staring at the screen as you see the pillars and everything, and you see all the elites, and I'm like, "Well, this looks kind of cool," but it's also like a barren wasteland around it, and I'm like, "Why would you go there?" Where is their supply of water? Like where, what, what is well, there to offer you guys to necessitate you guys huddling in that one area? I couldn't, I couldn't rationalize it. Well, but then I was inside, like, well, gosh, I mean, it's a, it's they're, a show they're definitely, they're game. definitely stuff inside the planet, Josh. Because if you remember, they call all the elites up out from inside the, the planet. Yeah, that's so there's, true. There's something. There. I mean, that's true. You got me there. But yeah. I don't, so, I'm not as good at telling CGI, maybe because like I, I think I can. Rough. I I think I can tell like bad bad CGI, but like I didn't really notice uh, particularly being horrible this okay. episode. And like for instance, a lot of people right now are talking about She Hulk, and I think that looks fine. So maybe it's I thought just that me. looked fine too. I did. Yeah. And you know what? The shows don't have as big of a budget. I think they're like ten million an episode, or that's what I heard way back. Yeah. But I don't. I mean, they're not going to have the same budget the movies do, so I don't expect things to have that same look of quality, you know, close, but it's television, but no. Okay. Well, I'll say this first and foremost. I think overall this whole season, the actors have given great performances. There's a lot of faces in there. I've never seen before, seen very little of that. I'm now fans of, and I'll see in other things and I'll do that Leo DiCaprio meme where I'm pointing and I'm like, that's chief or that's who played Halsey. That's who played key, you know, so on and so forth. And I was really sad to see Pablo getting attacked on Twitter. I really hated that. Um, Because I thought he did great. But, you know, I was thinking about this at work last night, Brian, and I thought, man, I remember like an episode or two prior to the show starting where I was like, why, you know, I said something like, why wouldn't they just, I wish they would just, you know, use, uh, oh my God, I'm, I'm, yeah, Steve Downs, thank you. I wish they would just use Steve Downs' voice. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) boy, was I past Josh in for a treat? Because now I know why. But that being said. You would have had to have Pablo listen. (laughs) You gotta, uh, Steve. You gotta overdub everything he says. Oh, good, got it. But no, seriously. Okay, so the show structure was pretty cool. It was nice to see the UNSC get to a place where it's like, you know, like you got Keys who's sitting there saying like, "I'm sorry." He's he's seeking forgiveness. You got the Spartans finally coming together. Although it was kind of weird to me how that kind of happened because it's like 
Chief's trying to talk them down. Like, remember, he's trying to talk to them as if they just had their pellets removed, their kernels or whatever. And, like, they didn't. So I'm like, mm-hmm. they would still be following through, but I know it's keys to talk them down. But that, it was different, but I was like, cool, I just want them all on the same team. But, um, you know, Miranda, there was a scene with Miranda and Keys that was great. It was really just coming down to, like, I think the finale for me was actually pretty solid. But it was really diminishing returns for me because it just went to show me how discombobulated this season was. Because, you know, the, the one of the previous two episodes ago, I did not realize that it was going to be, I'm totally blanking on her name right now, um, the girls, oh uh, my god. The other Spartan, I'm blanking on everyone. Soren? Riz? Soren and uh, Kai? Uh, Kai? No, no, no. No, 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 no. The other girl from Magical. I'm, I'm blanking on her oh, name right Quan? now. Oh, Quan? Quan, thank you. I didn't realize she was going to be done. Like, I thought we were going to get to see her again because they yeah. tease in that episode that, like, he's gonna he's coming back, which I guess now is like a tease for a future season, probably season two. But that was well, kind of this, a send-off. It does feel like the season was cut short. It feels like there was something yeah. on the cutting room floor this this didn't feel conclusive enough. Yeah. So to come back around, so I can pass over to you and we can bounce off one another. When it gets to the final battle, I was excited for it. I didn't need all the first person like camera cuts that it did. Like it's cool. See, I love those. Okay, well that's cool. I mean, I don't I don't hate it. I mean, I love my favorite part of the Doom movie. <laughs> was that's my that, favorite part of the Doom sequ- movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not hating on the rest of it. I just I love that part. But. It was just how bad it looked, I thought. Like, when you see, even earlier, when you see Kai running, I know a lot of people... People are mixed on that, but I, I don't want to interact on Twitter about that because people just get, you know, the draw look. But uh, when she's running to hop on Halsey's ship, I thought it looked really bad. Like, it's supposed to look cool. I just think no matter what, no matter how you show people running faster than normal, it looks weird. I, I honestly, hot take, Barry Allen running or whatever, uh, the Flash running in Zack Snyder's Justice League is the most terrible anime like look I've ever seen. Like I love that movie, love Zack Snyder stuff. Looks terrible. I just I've never seen it in a way that looks good. So it's probably less to do with Halo in that regard. But anyway, the final battle, it's just like it's just all over the place. And I was sad though to see McKee die. I was like, damn, you built her up and then you kill her off. But I will say, she ended up being an incredibly tragic character and I cared about her and I thought, man, it was cool to see Chief get a love interest. I know I'm of the like few opinions that uh, share that, but um, it was it was an interesting ending. It was cool seeing the star map come up. It was there was a lot of cool stuff to take away. But all all in all, I mean, I know we're gonna talk about it in depth, but it was a mixed bag for me, and it just went to represent that I feel like the show should have had more episodes to better flesh out the characters because by the end, I don't feel like the other two Spartans have any personality. And I know they're not supposed to in a way, but at the same time, like it's television. I need to like them a little more. And you know, you, you have these Spartans in the show that you're showing with chief. So you kind of have this idea of like setting the expectation of, you know, we're going to get to see chief with his team, but you only really show that in the very first episode. And then they're kind of separated with only minor interactions throughout the rest of the season. And then they're sort of coming together at the end in this full circle way. But I don't feel any sense of synergy. You know, they're just there. And uh, it didn't feel earned. And that's kind of where I was at with a lot of it. I, I feel like I enjoy this show. But yet, it just felt like everything was rushed. So when it got to the ending, the CG was just so apparent to me. And I was just like, that's all I could focus on. And I just, I couldn't take the goggles off. And then... And then Cortana taking over Chief's body, I was like, 
it was funny. I was like, I'll say this and I'll pass over. I was like, uh, I'm watching it with dad. And I say, well, that never happened in the games. And dad goes, this isn't the games. <laughs> and I went, well, you're I, right, I, dad. I said, you're right. I was like, you know what? You're right. And I was open to it, but I was like, where are you guys going with this? But, uh, you know, overall, I think they stuck it. Most people seem to have enjoyed it. But it's just rough for me because I, I those nine episodes, I, I feel like I've never had a rougher experience with the show in its first season than this. Mm. Yeah. But over to you, man. Man, one of the things I hate most about podcasting is when you have a lot of things you want to say and you record and record and record and then later on after the recording's done and sent out, you realize you forgot a point you wanted to make or 12 points Happens you wanted to make. every time. I have thought deeply about this show a lot over the last few days and then also just as it's in running and I have so much I want to say but I feel like I'll forget so much of it. But to focus on just this episode first and we'll come back to the season as a whole after um, I actually thought personally I thought this episode was good television. I don't have a lot of complaints with this episode. I woke up so when Mandalorian and Boba Fett were coming out more so Mandalorian. I trailed off a bit towards the end of Boba Fett, but when Mandalorian... Din Jaren's his favorite over, character. Din Jaren, yeah. Favorite character in Star Wars. Um, when those were coming out, I would wake up an hour before work, an hour earlier, to watch it on my phone before I went to work, because I was so excited for Mandalorian. Dedicated. So I did yeah. the same for Boba Fett for like two or three episodes, and then I was like, ha, ah, I can wait till after work. <laughs> um, but... Uh, so, I mean, that's just the truth, man. Just the truth. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I still loved it, but I, I get it. I do. No, I, I liked Boba Fett a lot, but we're here to talk about it. I him. know where you're coming uh, from, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I liked Boba Fett a lot. Uh, <laughs> but Boba Fett's actually what I've been using as an example to compare against the Halo TV series. I'll come back to that. But anyways, so the reason I say that is because I was I went to bed last night, January, or not last night, whatever night before the finale came out. I was excited, so I set my alarm, and I woke up early to watch the finale, and I... Mm-hmm put it on my phone and I watched it and the entire episode I was in the whole entire episode it, it had me um, I, I thought lots of the lots of parts of the episode were cool um, nothing really stuck out to me as bad in this episode I know overall I don't think the CG in the halo show is as good as plenty of other places so on that regard I can relate to Josh but as far as it's sticking out and bothering me I, I didn't have that Um but this episode was quality the whole way through. I, I, it started us off right where the last episode left off. Uh, Maquis gets away in a phantom. Um, you have... Oh, that uh, shot when she gets away and the three Spartans are just standing yeah. there? I think it was the most beautiful shot in the entire pretty cool. season. Yeah, it was pretty, <clears throat> it was pretty cool. Uh, you have Chief finally get Silver Team back together with the help, help of Keys. Uh, Captain Keys has finally had enough guilt come through that he's like, no, Chief's right, we abducted you, blah, 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 blah. Also, this really good scene, I was impressed that was in the show, where Captain Keys comes up to Chief and he's like, you know, I'm sorry, we screwed up so bad. And then Chief's basically like, oh, don't worry, there's going to be a reckoning for this, <laughs> for what you've done to us. It's not going to be today, but it's coming eventually. And then there's this look on Captain Keys' face like, you know, I'm kind of scared, but we deserve it. We deserve it. Um, so great interaction. And, and the thing too, I'm realizing I didn't tell Josh this. I'm starting to. I'm rewatching the whole season again from the beginning right now. Nice. And the seeds are planted in the very first episode for the growth of Captain Keys as a character. The first episode, uh, Miranda's questioning his morality and how he's not 
uh, owning up to things. And that kind of plays through. You see his guilt come through a bit in the show. So there's actually, watching it again, I'm starting to see several seeds planted at the beginning of the show. And like I told you guys, I'm going to be all over the place. I, I want to talk about this finale specifically. The seeds of our future. So in our past. In our past. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Halo 5 marketing. Um, but I'm going to have to be all over the place. I really want to stick to just this episode right now, but I I, I did notice... It's okay. I was a mess in trying to describe how I feel, um, so go ahead. You'll do better. But I they really the do. See, the thing we don't realize <laughs> as fans watching the show episode by episode is we don't really know where they're going or why they're making the decisions they, they've made. And some decisions, I still wonder, why were you doing that? But they really did. They had a clear idea for what they wanted to do. Now, you might not like what they wanted to do, but the ideas were there. First episode sets up... Like I said, Captain Keys dealing with his guilt for what he's done. You have it sets up uh, Doctor Halsey for her scheming ways and and her her fully her full plan of the artifact and Cortana. Those so those two characters are set up. Chiefs very clearly set up as in the first episode. Like we didn't know this is what they were going to do, but the first episode was setting up uh, Chief finding his humanity and discovering his past. We didn't know. That's what they were going to go into in season one of the Halo TV series. That's not really, that's really something that only 343 has done in like Halo 4 and 5. And it's not the most uh, praised part of Halo. Definitely some people love it. but it's, So you wouldn't think that's where they were going. But clearly in the script, Chief discovering his humanity and his past was there from the beginning. So in this first episode, we have Chief discovering his past. Uh, and, and it's cool too because... They actually have a good explanation for why this is happening now. It's not until Chief touches that artifact on Madrigal that he has the flashback memories to being a child. So that kicks that off. So you got Captain Keys, you got Halsey and uh, Chief. Their 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 stories that are going to carry through this whole season have started properly. Um, Quan also it also does that for Quan. Of course, Quan. I'll get to this more later. You know, she kind of gets shafted on how just like poorly her character slash arc was handled and how it feels completely devoid from the rest of the show for the most part but it does kick off with her and being on madrigal and you know uh being seen as a a little girl and her father being uh kind of the leader and venture being a bad guy you see venture on the television show at the beginning and her arc is is kind of um you know coming into her own and being her own person and she has that through madrigal so they kind of set up they really did set up all these arcs. Um, also, Miranda. I mean, her Miranda's real arc is kind of trying to get out of her mother's shadow. That's that's set up there too. When she's talking to Captain Key, she's like, "Oh, you know, it's hard when you're when the person you have a problem with is your is your own mother." You know, she talks about in the first episode. Miranda talks about how her mom keeps trying to keep her from being able to make any success in her life and go forward. So, I really am impressed in retrospect with how. Each character, they set up what they wanted them to achieve this season in the first episode. And to an inconsistent level of, of success, they all reached that, the end of what they were setting up for their character by the finale. Um, so anyways, going back into the finale, and I'll come back to more serious stuff as it goes along. Um, so we have, at the beginning here, we have Silver Team coming together. We have Captain Keys owning up for what he's done. Um... Miranda's already kind of in a place of like acceptance that her mother is, you know, just huge awful. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and you have uh, so then like Josh said, you have Kai running to get Halsey because she's just so Kai hates Halsey and she wants to know what her real name is, which that was something they didn't really build up to. But she suddenly is like, what's my name? And you're like, OK, 
don't okay, know. Okay, well, I guess I didn't know your name wasn't Kai. I guess it makes it because I'm pretty sure John's name was John. That's another I'm pretty thing. Pretty sure that's true. It's like I like that, but it it was like I don't know. It wasn't built it, up. It just needed more build up is all. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's one problem once again when we get into talking about the whole season is there wasn't enough build up for a lot of things and what the amount of stuff that was covered over nine episodes really was like at least two entire seasons worth of stuff, I think. Uh, so stuff was really rough. I'm in like agreement. Stuff like, I'm definitely in agreement on that. Yeah, like if the Halo TV show was given infinite time and budget, I could have seen. <laughs> infinite. I could have seen just Chief discover like just just going into the whole Flash clones background stuff with Chief and the Spartans. That's a season's worth of stuff right there. But it was something that was glossed over very quickly. Him getting Cortana and them forming a relationship. That could have been a whole season. It was just like an episode if that. Yeah, can you imagine if you they know? ended the season on Cheap Discovering, all that stuff, and it leaves oh, yeah. you speculating for like yeah. a year as to how he's going to react to that. Well, thank God we didn't get the Fall of Reach and the Discovery of Halo in the season because those are two other things that need more time Yeah. Um, that, that that didn't come yet. But anyway, so we go back to the, the Kai thing. She's going after Halsey. I agree with Josh in the sense that the CG of Kai running to that ship looks weird. But in my opinion, it looked it looked like a video game and looked good. So if the goal like it looked good as a video game, which Halo is a video game, so to me it just looked good. But like, did it look realistic within the world? Not really, you know. Uh, so she gets to Halsey, and we get to see Roland 2.0 get completely killed by Kai, which was great. Um, he well, got I knocked say too, the fuck out. Yes, dear. I was so glad to see blood that on the face. Blood, blood on the face. I like how before it, it was makes because you got blood on the face. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Somebody else pointed this out on Twitter, but I thought it was hilarious. Like before, right before he dies, we don't know this till later. But he goes up to Halsey and he says, "The package is secured. If you want to take that option, we end up finding out what the package is. That's the clone. That's Halsey's clone. But big twist. Like the pa- but Roland says the package is secure. Secured. It's like, bro." Were you just back there diddling the clone this whole time? Is that why she's <laughs> probably secure? wouldn't probably put it past him? Yeah, so weirdo creepo, oh obsessed with the clones. But anyways, he's dead. Um, I gotta say, Kate Kennedy as Kai is so good. I, I I feel bad that I mean I didn't say anything bad, so I guess I don't feel bad. But I I do I did change my mind. What two or the second or third episode of the show when we recorded, I was like, you know, I'm not really a fan of the actress who I'm plays her. That, yeah, but man, did she come like she just came into her own and and it was really an outstanding. Yeah, uh, character I, I really, in the I show. Really, like her. Yeah. really liked her. She tries to go after Halsey. Halsey manages to get away and take off in an escape pod. Come back to that later. Just um, to comment real quick, I'm yeah. sorry. But while you're on that that moment, another thing that just irritated me was like I've seen her face enough. I lo- I think she's an attractive woman. I find her super attractive. But when she puts the helmet on to go chase to get on the ship, she jumps on, she gets inside, the doors, you know, open ajar, yeah, and she off. sees him, takes the helmet off. And I was like, you don't need to there. You've already shown her face enough. This feels too forced. Like, just oh, that moment. The, the, the taking the helmet and taking the armor off stuff is really bad. Now, I do think fans of Halo have been too harsh and too toxic about it. Like, you just see people all over the internet being like, put the helmet on! I don't want to see your face! It's like... No, this is a live action adaptation, and these these are actors who want to portray characters and have their face be shown. Yeah. I think it's fine to have these characters with their helmet off or have these characters in no armor, but you got to do it in a way that makes sense within the confines of the world. It gets ridiculous when, in the middle of a battlefield, you're constantly taking off your helmet to say, "Hey, I'm John. Hey, I'm Kai." It's like, 
we know, especially with Halsey, like she created the Spartans. She knows that Kai is on her ship right now. Yeah, that's all it is for me. Up. I'm on the same the only boat. Reason, the only reason the creepo Roland dude was able to hit Kyle upside the head with the freaking wrench or whatever is because she took her helmet off. Yeah. <laughs> that, got nothing. It was, that part off. was just so silly. I was all for what she was trying to do. It's just, it's like you. we just saw you less than a minute ago with your helmet off. Now you got it on. Why are you taking yeah. it off? It just, it got silly. Hopefully like, that's something that's something that's not necessarily story wise that I hope they improve on. By all means, yeah. you can if you want to show them with the helmet off more than on, go ahead. Yeah. Just just whole ass one side of it because you're kind of half assing yes. each side, and you need Absolutely. just you need to just commit to one direction with that. If you want, I know not everyone will agree with me, but if you want to give the first three episodes of season two to Pablo out of the suit, no no Master Chief suit at all, the first three episodes, I'm completely fine with that. But if he goes into some giant battle on a battlefield for a 20-minute segment, don't take his helmet off a single time, please. Never take it off. And it's not about – because, like I said, some people online are being dicks about it. It's like, I love Pablo. Pablo's awesome. Great actor. He's doing such a great job. He's Master Chief. Show me more of him out of the suit. That's fine. But do when it makes sense. If he's in a battlefield, don't take the helmet off to say, hey uh, – like, let's say they introduce Sergeant Johnson. And John's like <laughs> – takes his helmet off. He's like, hey, Sergeant Johnson, how's it going? I couldn't like, see no. well enough. <laughs> No, keep the helmet on, man. No, You're supposed to be like, accurate. Look, let me look upon you with, with my, my own, own eyes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. I think uh, it's funny. <laughs> but uh, so going forward, basically, uh, previous episode, Maquis had given Chief some clues as to where she didn't directly tell him, but she'd given some clues to where the prophets uh, are located. She says something about like I can't even remember the words. It's kind of weird lingo. No, like no, there's like a kaleidoscope remember. effect, and it's like it's it's hiding the planet, so you can't. There's really a lot see of jargon it, so. there, but I was for it. Yeah, I was for it. So basically, uh, basically, you know, Chief says Cortana, I'm going to need you for this. Basically, it's showing that he's gained some. She's gained some trust, uh, and they're going off to this planet with Silver Team, and you get to this planet. I don't know. Well, first of all, the the effects they showed getting to the planet looked really cool. It gave me some interstellar vibes. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Um, but to get to the planet, and I was really excited to see Honor Guards. I was really excited to see the Prophets once again, which looks so great. Um, the area they were in had a very Halo look to it to me. It looks like a level I could have played in the games. I know it was very it was plain. It was basically like Stone Temple. And, Sand Trapper. What was the other one that was like a Forge oh, one in Halo 3? I know what you talking about, but I yeah. can't remember it. Yeah. It was the one that people forged on all the time. Yeah. Sandbox, sandbox, sandbox. I think. I think yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Someone out there see, screaming, listening. To yeah, this. it's sandbox, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I liked, I loved pretty much. You know, my favorite part of this episode, I think, for most people, the favorite part of the episode was this whole segment here because you get to see, you know, the the scene with John saying, you know, Silver Team on me. They jump out of the Condor. They fly down like Halo that Five was intro great style. Entrance. Great entrance. That was, I was badass. Bored. I was there when that was happening. Yeah. You get to see him take out a grunt, smash the grunt's methane mask off. I felt bad. You know, I felt bad. Right? <laughs> you get to see a, a you know Kai sniping. Silver Team acting as a unit felt very much like the games. Very cool. Um, you find out that uh, well before this happened, actually, you get to see the prophets kind of conniving behind Maquis' back, and we finally get like a full confirmation that Maquis don't mean shit to them. She's basically a key that they're keeping until they don't need her anymore, and then she's dead. And you know what's interesting what point- about that, though, is that, like, originally, like, I think in the previous episode, it was revealed that uh, Halsey 
just you know, once McKee showed up, once she yeah. was on the board, you know, Chief was just need Chief. fodder. And yeah. it almost had the inverse of that when we get to this part in the episode that you're talking about, because at one point then they're talking oh, about like use like we chief. chief. Like we we need Chief, you know. Yeah. yeah but no, continue. that's that's a really good point, actually. Um but yeah, so cause cause I think when between like the show synopsis and watching the first episode, the showrunners had led me to have the perception that the Covenant actually cared about this human girl for some reason. Yeah. But it becomes obvious at the end, no, they've just groomed her because they know that she can touch the artifacts. They've groomed her to be their key. As soon as she's gone, she's dead. She even says, like, can I go on the, well, I go on the great journey with you too. And he's like, uh, there's, there's options if you want them to be. Like, he answered it in a way where he's like, I'm not saying yes, but I'm not saying no. And uh, so basically, road, you know, yeah. like Josh said, you kind of don't realize it till the final moments of her character, but she is kind of a tragic character. She had a shitty life on a garbage planet, was tortured by humans, gets taken by Covenant, raised and groomed to be their basically just a key for them that they're going to discard afterwards. Um, Stockholm so syndrome. Whole, yeah. 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 So you have this whole scene playing out with all this badass action, um, you know, a chief taken on multiple brutes at this one time, which is badass. You get to see the whole team come together really well. Um, oh man, just yeah, just lots of good I wish, stuff. I mean, what's that? I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I wish though. I mean, I don't know what the issue is. I'm sure there is some issue with the music licensing and all that. I, I won't pretend to understand. Yeah. It. I know it's easy for me to just be like, oh, I wish they could have done this, but I wish. I do feel like the music in that episode was good. They but did I have wish, Halo music in it. Yeah, I was gonna say I wish there had. Yeah, which was good, but I do, I do. Man, I wanted for the action sequence for there to be a little more uh, bombastic. Oh, yeah. I wish, I like wish, Jar Jar A little Binks, bombast, yeah. yeah. Like Mjolnir like, um, Mix needed to crank up. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, so there's there's way more Covenant there than they first realized. Cortana couldn't get a scan because she even says something. She's like, all I'm getting is what's inside the structure. She, she couldn't read anything else. Sounds like they were all inside the planet or whatnot. But, mm-hmm. Basically, they. I think Chief says something along the lines of there's like 100, 150 of them, and he's like, oh, it should be no problem, basically, just being like a badass or whatever. Yeah. And, um, but uh, because they're because Chief's in a bad bind with Atriox, uh, Maquis ends up touching the artifact to basically blast all the Covenant away and, and give Chief a second chance because she's, you know, I think what would be most accurate is not to say that she's in love with Chief or Chief's in love with her. I think it's that they're both terribly tragic characters who have been manipulated by their their not, 100%. Not peers. And that's yeah. why I love yeah. Makia as a character and I see all the more why they implemented her into the show because you're essentially yeah. getting a chief on that side. Yeah, which some people would have said why couldn't we do the arbiter for that? But that would have been a lot harder and it's probably Well, I hope now this means yeah. that she's now that she's died. I mean, I hope that means that you know we're going to move into that and we're going to start to show more of the covenant yeah. because she kind of was the reason they showed us she was the window of which we got to view the covenant. Now yeah. is that she's gone and off the table. They got to do something with that. Bring in the arbiter. Go ahead. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that it was done well because, frankly, I don't think it was done well. The the romance and the connection, like her and Chief, had no time to build up to even be close friends, let alone lovers. So that that was done poorly, in my opinion. But what they were going for was actually pretty neat uh if they had if they had pulled it off i don't feel like they did because like like we said we had two individuals who were just had extremely troubled past they were robbed of their childhood they were robbed of their lives and you have them come together in the episode i think it was episode seven when they first come together maybe it was six 
No, six. Yeah, six. Because at the end of five, Maquis comes down and is captured. Season six is that good character episode, Solus. But they have, like, uh, they they begin to kind of form this little bond that, wait a minute, you know, my life sucked, your life sucked, we were lied to, and so that's where their romance kind of starts. They're the only two people that understand each other, really. Yeah. It's Maquis and John. So that's where that goes to. But anyways, she, she touches the artifact, and that takes them to, like, the vision of Halo or whatever. And she's basically like... Great acting stay- in this sequence. Oh, yeah. Especially from Charlie Murphy, the mm-hmm. one who plays Maquis. She did great. She's basically like, stay with me. Stay with me, Chief. Like, you know, John, stay here. You know, this this can be... Let's leave this other stuff behind. And he's like, this ain't real. Like, this is not actually real right now. And she's... So we got to go there to, first. Yeah. She's like trying to reason with him. And then suddenly he looks down, realizes she's been shot. Kind of surprised me. Flashes back. Kai just flat out shot her. He's like... Kai was like, we're going to lose here, and Chief needs to snap out of it, and this bitch is Covenant, so I'm shooting her ass. And I was like, wow, okay, damn. So Maquis dies. Chief has a slight moment, I feel like. Pablo, once again, Pablo doing amazing, really good acting here. Uh, Slight moment on Pablo's face where you can kind of see from his acting what his thought process is. His acting went from, it went from like, he's like, wait a minute, did you just kill Maquis? Like, I care about her. What, What were you thinking? To immediately... Goes back to the scene with Perengonski from earlier in the episode where she's like, if you go out there, you cannot be John. you got to be Master Chief. And you can see that kind of twinge in his mind where he's like, Ooh, i, I got to be that. Master Chief. Yeah. So that's done. She's gone. Move on. we got to get out of here. Um, and then it gets to the point where Silver Team's down, Maquis dead, uh, and the artifact is, uh, there's no way they're going to get it back. And then Chief's like, okay, well, there's only one way we're going to be able to do this. And that's, you're going to have to take over my body. And now, through the series, once again, you don't have to like an angle of the series. You don't have to like what the series did. I'm not telling you, anyone listening, you should like this. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, this thing with like Cortana taking over Chief's body, it was, in my opinion, properly set up throughout the show. It was mentioned throughout the show several times. They do. No, you're it right about that. It was built up to... Even if you think it's whack, even if you think that's not how it was in the games, it was still within the confines of the show. It was built up properly. So you have that going on. And we had this moment, you know, before where it seemed like, you know, Chief was gaining some trust. And she was like, but now he's like, you got to take over my body. And she's like, I don't want to do that. He's like, you got to. And the reason, in case some of you don't didn't like notice this, the reason he's saying you got to take over my body isn't because, in my opinion, once again, it's not because she's like gonna make him stronger, even though he does kick ass once she takes over. It's because there's no way for him to grab the artifact without Cortana taking over. Another thing that was set up in a prior episode, well, if you go back like five episodes ago, when he tried when Halsey was having Chief touch the artifact, but Cortana like take over his body, it wouldn't work, remember? Like it has to be Chief. The artifact knows it's Chief. So when they're talking about there's no way to get Silver Team and the artifact out of here, what is being said is the only way we were going to get the artifact out of here was if Silver Team took the artifact out of here because I can't touch it. But Silver Team's down. So there's no way to save Silver Team and save the artifact. So that's why Cortana had to take over Chief's body. Save so the cheerleader, save the world. Yeah, yeah, right. That's a hero's reference. So, <laughs> it's okay. So that, uh, now. So that, um, uh, Chief wouldn't like set off the artifact, basically. Right. That's why Cortana had to take over. So she took over, and basically, you know, all of the emotion and all of the humanity of Chief is kind of gone. So she 
So as Chief's taken over by Cortana, he's k- kicking ass, killing a bunch of, you know, Duelden plasma pistols. And I think it's funny. I saw somebody say, like, those are the worst weapons in the game. I'm like, who cares? He's kicking ass anyways. <laughs> um, kicking ass, you know, helps Sil- Silver Team gets, like, they get some, like, uh, like, Riz is pretty much down, but, like, Kai and, and, and Vanek kind of get, like, pumped up by Chief kicking ass. So they start, they get out of there, they get to... They go, Chief runs over to get the artifact, and, and, and Kai's like, no, no, you can't touch the artifact. He basically is going to screw us all up. But he just picks up the artifact like a boss and and walks back, and Kai, you can see Kai's kind of like, what? Why is Chief's <laughs> acting yeah. different? He shouldn't be able to grab that. And they basically, you know, Cortana takes control of a pelican, or the, the condor that came in. I saw some people say, why couldn't she have took care of control of that before she took control of Chief's body? Fair point, but... You know, Fair whatever. question, but it's us reading too much into a, yeah, a show. It's, whatever. it's just a show, you know. Sometimes you just need to let just have fun. Um, but yeah, so they basically they they do get out of there with the artifact and with all of Silver Team. Um, they have uh, Chief, well Cortana controlling Chief. They blow torch Riz's like side to cauterize it, and they get out of there. And you know they kind of end. Oh, I, I kind of skipped over it too. While the artifact was touched by Maquis, it projected. Kind of like Force Awakens, it projected part of the map to where the Halo ring well, is. I got not all vibes with that star map, yeah. Yeah. So they, we start to see kind of an area in the galaxy of where the Halo might be. But the episode pretty much ends with them on the Condor and Kai sitting in the front seat with Chief. And she's like, Matt, you know, John, are you in there? And no. Like at this moment, they play up that John is like dead and Cortana's controlling his body. But... It's very clear. It's very obvious that he's not dead. There's going to be a season two. Um, if I had to guess, what they're going to do is that this whole like chief kicking ass with Cortana taking control thing. I think in season two they're going to mesh that together into it's Cortana and Chief, and he's kicking that much ass. I think they're gonna, like I know how they've showed us like her going, you know, punch left, kick right, slide down here. I think it's going to move away from that and more just like what if me and Cortana both did this together in unison and that's going to make him more into his badass self that we know him uh know of him um as far as controlling chief if this had happened at the beginning of the show i would have been like what the hell are you doing this is so stupid but i was kind of surprised how many people were upset by this because my thing was but if you have watched all of this show by the time you get to episode nine was cortana taking over chief's body really that far of a stretch like there had been so much that was out of the ordinary and weird that I just bought into it right away. And I thought it was cool and I enjoyed it. Um, I th- I'm sure I've missed some stuff and we're going to, once again, we're going to continue to go all over this and all over the season. But uh, I love this episode. I really enjoyed it. It was my favorite episode of the entire season, this final episode. Great action. Not a single moment of this episode, for me personally, was wasted on shit I don't care about. I actually love. Uh, the actress that plays Quan, and sometimes I like the character Quan, but most of Quan's background has been nothing. Has been her side stuff's been nothing. So I'm glad I'm glad they didn't waste time on that. They really just kind of got into the action, made this episode worthwhile to me. Um, I don't. I'll, I'm gonna give my final scores, Josh, for this episode, and I'll give them to you, and you can say more, of course. Uh, and we're, sure. me and Josh Take are gonna be wildly off here, wildly different, because for a fun entertainment. I would give this episode like a 9, but I would honestly objectively give this episode an 8 out of 10. Okay. For, that's where I'm at. I think Josh is probably down by like 3, but objectively, like... This that's is, where I am for the season. I mean, I'll get to that. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. you're, you're spoiling Josh. <laughs> no, it's okay. Well, we already, uh, they already saw it. It was on Twitter. Twitter. I'm sure it was on Twitter, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but I, I genuinely, like, watching this episode contained within itself, I don't really know what's much there to criticize. Maybe criticize some of the CG. I will, actually, for me, the biggest criticism would be, as a season finale, it doesn't feel like it closed enough up. I feel like there could have been another 10 minutes on the end where they, like, fleshed out what the Covenant are going to do. Maquis' death is dealt with in some way. Um, you know, oh, I, I left out. Halsey left a clone, and the, the thing that they captured of Halsey was her clone. And Miranda's like, that's not my mother. And and this was honestly the thing that threw me off the most. I did not see this coming at all in any way, shape, or form. I, it really threw me for a twist that that wasn't Halsey. And when, when Miranda starts to say, that's not my mom... I'm like, yeah, it is. What are you talking? Oh wait, that's a clone! Holy shit! That was pretty cool. You see, I did have that, the uh, some very similar reaction to that, yeah. and, and that was like, I know that Tony in our community has been talking about how I want to see her be more conniving, more intelligent, like actually show us her intelligence. He might disagree, but I felt like this was kind of that, like her intelligence play here was like you know 4D chess that she managed to get out of there and get away, and and she seems so confident in her abilities in that ending Always shot. Always one step but, ahead. Uh, yeah, there was there was nothing about this season really, other than like I said, maybe flesh out for me why it's at an eight. You know, if if the CG was maybe a little better and the cuts were a little better and they gave us a little more closure, uh, that could have brought it up to a ten. But for me, I'm at an eight and a nine for fun. Josh, what's your scores? And and say anything else you want to say about this episode before we get into the whole season? Yeah, uh, my score of this episode probably a two, probably a two. Woo! Well, Dude. it's just again. Is that, that your objective or uh, entertainment? Uh, or are they the same? God, I'd probably both? say both. To be honest. no, okay, no, no. I, objectively, it's a two. Fun, you know. It was probably it's probably a five or six. I mean, it was. It it just it really just came down to this whole season. Did just try to do too much and too little of a time, and I think there's so many, like you said earlier, dude. There's so many different. I agree with that, but I'm trying to just look at the episode itself. Yeah, I know okay, that you can't really but separate. It's true. It, it well, yeah. yeah, it's just there's this episode is the culmination of everything that came before. So it's really tough because there's so many different threads that are being set up in this. And then the Quan one, which seems like such a pivotal part, is kind of done with when it seems like they're I really she'd be building in the final up episode. to something. I thought she would too. Yeah. And it just it feels like something happened there. But why? You know, I don't know. You know, and it just, yeah, the CGI was bad, but I think I'll come around to accepting the fact that this isn't a Showtime show, this isn't a Paramount show, this is a sci-fi show, S-Y-F-Y sci-fi show, as in they have set expectations for how their special effects are, and they're pretty bad. But if you go into a sci-fi show knowing what to expect, you're not surprised. I think for season two, I'll I'll be a little less uh, harsh on that, but it, it just... It was pretty bad. And you know what? It's frustrating because they use it so sparingly in this. You know, like I hear a lot about, you know, and just through this pipeline of of this development of the show, you hear a lot about the budget for this. And I just never really saw that payoff outside of the sets. And there were good sets, but every time the CGI had a chance to show, it was real rough. And I, I felt like I saw better graphics in like the 360 era. It looked it looked really bad to me. And, you know, then you get to this finale, you don't do the Quan stuff, so then you just focus on UNSC stuff, you kill off McKee, and then at this point, there's a part of me that's like, well, as much as I like her character, and I hate that she died, 
this does kind of zero in that okay now we had like a we had Chief Quan and McKee. Now she's out of the picture. Now it's Chief and McQuan. So then we're starting to get maybe a more concentrated focus going into season two. But then right at the very end, they show Halsey. Oh, guess what? It's a clone, and she's off doing her thing. So now we got kind of Halsey sliding into McKee's place now. We got to tell this side story of what she's up to, conniving. And I'm fine with it. I just think next season needs like a 20-episode order. It needs to take its time because this season could have been – way better and i don't know you know i mean i can sit here and wax with brian all day about what they should have done but at the end of the day that doesn't matter i i, I don't have the foresight that these writers do the education that they do and you know even no matter even if they gave me the reins and i put something out if you gave brian the reins anybody else the reins there's still going to be something people hate and bitch and complain about but it was fun you know i'm coming around to liking these characters I do think they're going to go with some kind of jealousy, romantical, some kind, however light or heavy they go in on it, subplot with Kai and Chief. Because there is a lot. Once she gets that thing removed, like like first time we kind of see her interact with Chief, she's spying on him when he's butt booty naked. She then removes the pellet, right? And then she tries to be like, hey, I'm just like you. Like out of all the Spartans, she's the one that tries to interact with him the most, connect with him the most. And then... Anytime there's this McKee stuff or Cortana stuff, she's a little kind of like not on edge, but she, you know, she just gives these looks. And then at the very end, she's screaming Chief's name during that final battle and then proceeds to kill McKee. She could have shot her. I mean, she's a Spartan. She could have shot her anywhere to take her out of that experience, mm-hmm. but she shoots her to kill. And I was like, damn, that's going to have, that's going to be its own reckoning at some point. But we got to cross that bridge with Cortana being in Chief's body and stuff first. So I don't know. It just, in the final battle, it just felt so small because you get to this planet and they don't show anything else. It's implied all this stuff is underground. And once again, there's more of the implications. It's like high charity. They show it. They show the, they show high charity from a far shot in the galaxy in space. And then you just see interiors. You see, uh, you know, in the background, you see an exterior. Uh, but then you don't really see the Covenant much again until that one episode where they attack. And then that's it. The CGI looks super bad on that Banshee. And then you get to the finale. And then it's like, oh, hey, they're there. They're out there. They're just underground. And then all you see outside of the elites is these fucking pillars and then just a base. And it just, I can't understand. Like, it feels weird that there's nothing else there. There's not more to those structures or columns. Like it's very, it's so minimalist to a point that like, like there's no, I don't know, just from a designer. Standpoint, you can see that the show's limited, and it can you can tell throughout through the show itself. Well, yeah, but like, even the final act, like that moment, it's just like, why is that where the final battle is? There's nothing there. Like it's just, I I, I just uh, I couldn't buy into it, and I. The best way I can it. reason is there's stuff there we just didn't see. But, yeah, that, but they didn't show us that. That's the whole, that's been this whole season, you know, with the covenant. And it's just, but again, it, it's just, you have so many things, so many balls in the air and they try to do so much in nine episodes. If I had to guess, if I was a betting man, I would have said that they probably had to shove a lot of stuff around between this show going from Showtime to Paramount plus between, you know, COVID, um, and I mean, you're, you, and I can't imagine the show, no matter what we know, what we've heard, 
was planned for nine episodes. Uh, I think I'm it was sh- planned ten. Yeah, and it's I think got, I think there was a little off. bit more, and I think something. I think there's a lot of a lot of issues with that. But again, to bring it around, great performances all around. Uh, I'm not that interested going into season two. I don't really care, but I'm still gonna watch it because I watched season one of The Office. I've watched season one of Parks and Rec, and if any of you guys have seen those shows, you know how different the level of quality is in those seasons compared to their second seasons and forward. They were astronomically different in quality. Michael Scott has a his hair is slicked back. He's much more. He's just more awful, you know. Whereas in like season two and on, he becomes lovable. Leslie Nope. Way out of touch, way not self-aware. They don't know what to do with her character. They just try to make her like a Michael Scott season two. Super lovable, super wholesome, you know, and just charismatic all throughout. And the show's got more episodes. The Office and Parks both had like under 10. And this one had under 10. So I really do think, you know, Pablo keeps teasing on Twitter. He's like, I've said before, you know, if you guys enjoyed what you saw here, you're really going to like where we're going, you know, forward. And it just tells me that I think I think this is a case of getting the Hobbit trilogy before we got Lord of the Rings, before we got uh, like we're getting the the episodes one, two, three of Star Wars before we got four, five, six. I think that this is more so. I think what's to come is going to be fantastic, but I think this was uh, Rocky Waters just trying to get on their feet and trying to dance around COVID. Hmm. Yeah, man, there's just so much I want to say. I hate that I'm gonna. For- I know I'm gonna forget some of it. One thing I want to say is off topic, but before I forget is that I think the magical subplot with Quan, while it could have been done better or differently, of course, I think that the thing that was important about Quan and Madrigal was that really helped us to see how bad the UNSC is and how the UNSC themselves are seen That's as, a really good point, Brian. Are seen as villainous in their own way, right? Like the whole like this is kind of how it has been in the Halo canon, but it's never been shown that much, is that UNSC is kind of shitty and they do really questionable ethical things. And um, other people are suffering for it. I just rewatched episode one yesterday, and there's that TV that they're watching on Madrigal and, and with Venture and everything, and they're talking Propaganda. about how yeah. uh, the UNSC is allowing them to be in control and uh, dictating what they can do and how um, UNSC doesn't care about anything. And, and they also believe that the UNSC have made up the covenant to keep them in line. That's I don't know if you remember that, John. Yikes. I don't, but yeah. big yikes. That's yeah, they, they don't believe the Covenant are real. They think it's just wow. a, a thing made up, a propaganda. Honey, you've got um, a they big talk storm about, coming. They talk about how legendary the Spartans are, but how if the Spartans land, you'll never be able to tell a story about it because they're just going to kill everyone. And obviously the Spartans showed up there, and they weren't there to kill civilians. They were there to take out the Covenant. So I think that provided a good a good place of, of showing us where the UNSC were at and how they're, they're gray more than they are light or dark that are more in the gray area. Um Go ahead, Josh. Yes, Let me ask you this. You think, okay, let's just say hypothetically a planet in season two gets glassed. You think it's Reach or you think it's magical? I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of I get the vibe that they want to they want to keep Reach around for a while. I got that vibe, too. Like, That's why I was thinking about that. So. You got me thinking could about it. Could be magical. Could be, I mean, heck, it could be Earth. I doubt that. But, I mean, you just don't know what this show, right? Yeah, and another thing, um, too, is it's kind of weird that, like, it's it did seem like they were really setting up to get to the Halo. And by the end of this season... They don't even yep. know the full location of it yet. So it's yep. like, is this the is it getting to Halo the end game of the series? Or is well, it still yeah. coming? I've seen some people like and Josh, you kinda of touched on this a bit with like how season twos can can be so much better. And I've seen some people make some recommendations and I, I think I'm in line 
with some of these recommendations I've seen is I think season two needs to start off with a bang. It needs to be like Mass Effect 2. I'm saying you start in second one of the show, shit is going crazy. Maybe you have Captain Keys, Miranda Keys, Chief Silver Team, they're running all over the place. Reach is being invaded. Like that's episode one, that's minute one. Holy shit, we can't take them down. We got our ships are down, freaking shit's on fire. Oh my gosh. And then before you know it, by the end of the first episode, Reach is glassed and they're on it doesn't even it doesn't have to be game accurate. I don't care. They're on the Pillar of Autumn. They're on some different ship. Maybe there's 12 ships. I don't know. It doesn't have to be like the game. They get away, and it's like episode one had like tons of badass action, tons of cra- crazy shit going down, and they do a slip space jump, and, and they're at Halo or something. I'm not saying it needs to go just like that. I'm just saying that it doesn't even need to be anything like what I just said, but it needs to be you hit the ground running. Episode one of season two needs to say, hey, this is different than season two one was this is this is better and you know going into it all like i hope so i think i mean i think i like the show more than josh i think that's pretty obvious i really really enjoyed this show i was really entertained by the show i'm re-watching it again now i don't think josh is going to re-watch this either ever or anytime soon i'm going through the whole thing and but that's to be fair that's kind of just our dynamic though i i true. go through the new experiences and you like to re-experience stuff yes yeah. Both are great. But I just, you know, it's like, on one hand, like, I don't want to use the word loved because there was so much about the show that frustrated me. But on the other hand, I want to be like, I loved this show because I was excited to catch it every week. I enjoyed it. I'm re-watching it. It was so fun to see this stuff in live action. But it really was troubled, you know? It really had a lot of issues. Forced, forced romance, plot points that went over too quickly, characters acting just really odd and not like like chiefs it's okay that chief wasn't stoic and they wanted to show him um you know with more emotion this time around but chief was all over the place you just didn't know if he was gonna be angry and try to kill someone you didn't know if he was gonna (laughs) you didn't know if he was gonna dead ass did you don't know if he was gonna cry you just really had no idea well okay the one thing i'm I'm with you on is that I felt like that was the point of the season that we won't fully grasp until season two. But the whole yeah. point was he starts off the way we kind of expect. And then just by the end of that episode and going into the second, third and he's all that. He's dealing with it all. He's dealing with like, holy shit, my emotions are all over because yeah. I'm like, it's sensory overload. And there's a lot happening, a lot for him to process and unpack. And then the second, you know, the second season, I think either however they go about this Cortana and Chief thing either by the way you said it or something else, I think we're going to get to see a chief that is not necessarily super stoic because you do need to convey emotion with it being a television show. But I do think they'll look to kind of, you know, get him developed as a character in a way that feels earned that he's, you know, like it, it, it would have been kind of a bummer in retrospect to see a chief that is just kind of established as a character as the way we expect or as the way we come to know and expect. And then he never changes. If you don't have that, you got to have character character development. Yeah, and I think that was Fair a enough. way of kind of breaking down, take, giving us kind of what we expected, instantly breaking it down and trying to build this back up. I think that's all yeah. they they're doing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, characters like uh, Riz and Vanek didn't get enough time. You know, no, uh, no. characters like Roland Two Point Oh, 
it did, it didn't seem like it made much sense to waste any time on that character. Like, what did that character's purpose serve other than being like your your Hobbit Alfred, where it's like they would make you hate this guy so they can kill hey, yo, him comically. Bit of gold. A yo, bit of gold. Eh? Hey. Yeah. Oh, uh, make him an AI though. Yeah. Fucking make him an AI. Uh, she needs company, man. But also, also at the end when she's making her journal, she's sitting outside the city and she's writing and everything. She's giving this the ending monologue, and this guy comes up and talks to her. Who the fuck is he? And what do they represent? Is this Oni? You know, like what's going on? Are we about to get an Oni reveal in yeah. season two? Who man. are these people that she's connected Agent Locke. with? Here he comes. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of potential because. I would have figured on the outset, like even though we knew casting wise that we were going to get like Miranda keys and everybody that kind of comes in later. Halo games. It was, um, it did feel like too much at once. Like I, I love Miranda's character. I think she's one of the best in the season, but it would have been great to kind of maybe see her brought in, in a second season, a third season. So that way you, you know, less is more, you can build up the, what you got and then kind of expand. But I would really love to see, you know, Bring in, give me Johnson, give me Buck, give me, you can bring in Nathan Fillion in this show. You can make yep. that happen. You know, give me anybody from future games, Locke, you know, I don't care. I mean, I'll, I'll take anybody. You should have seen my reaction on Twitter, Josh. I posted about Locke coming in and somebody was like, Locke can't come in. That doesn't happen until way later in the franchise. And I just reply, and you can't see my demeanor, but my reply is like, have you watched season one? <laughs> Anything is possible in the Halo show. He could come in. He could come in as a Spartan too. He yeah. could come in as a Spartan four. He could come in as not a Spartan at all. I mean, they could. They they have made it clear that they made this the silver timeline, so that they can do whatever they want. And one thing that's another thing, like that I've said before a little bit, and I kind of want to touch on again is like one of the reasons why this show is so exciting for me is because they put it in the silver timeline and they're doing this weird shit. Man, is it interesting for me to see what they're going to do next, and it doesn't just follow the game. Now, I'm not going to lie. If you could give me, like, a Denny Villeneuve, the guy who directed Blade Runner and Dune, a, a Denny Villeneuve, $250 million, two-and-a-half-hour uh, live-action Halo film that took place over the course of Combat Evolved Story, holy shit, am I in, and am I, I'm excited. Like, I would rather have that, but, like... Looking at this show and how they've made it Silver Timeline and they've given us the given everyone the ability to just experience something new and fresh, it's exciting for me because I'm not like I'm not sitting here waiting for oh this is the part where Chief discovers the flood this is the part where this happens and I've seen so many people being like Reach didn't even get glass this season do you think Reach is going to get glass next season and I, and I, I went into a couple replies and I'm like who says that Reach is ever going to get glassed? Have you not watched the show? Yeah, there's no, nothing to say that it's going to get glassed. I think they that's, could discover that's... the flood on. Somewhere that's not Halo. I mean, they better have the flood, though. They better do that period. Like, Any, yeah. I mean, anything could happen. Maybe, maybe and I, I know this would be stupid, and I would hate it. But the original design for the flood back in Halo Combat Evolved days is the flood was supposed to be a Covenant bioweapon. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are in the show. Maybe they're not a forerunner trapped thing from eons ago. Maybe it's a Covenant bioweapon. I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying I like that. But I'm open minded. No, but I'm with you. Different. The Silver Timeline is pretty cool because regardless of how you feel. You don't have to worry about it affecting the mainline Halo stuff, whatever they do. Yeah. And if it's good and you love it, and they enough people agree, they may bring it in. So Did you it, know, Josh, I didn't know that someone on Twitter told me. Silver, really Silver Team is technically already in main canon. Did not know that. They have, I did they not. Have no, they have no background. They just exist in core canon already. Oh, okay. Like, there's no stories about Well, them. there you go. There. So, yeah. No, no, yeah. no. I'll take um, that. But something else, something I've been using on Twitter. So I had one person on Twitter say to me, they're like, because they saw our scores on Twitter, and they said, 
you know, Brian, you, you seem like you really enjoy the show. You like the show. You're hyped about it. But you give it a 5 out of 10. I guess I'm, well, if you guys haven't seen the Twitter yet, Josh gave this entire season a 3 out of 10. I'll pass it over to him in a second. I gave this Take entire season a 5 a five out of tw- a 10. And somebody said, how can you give it a 5 out of 10 if you just, like, you enjoyed it so much? And I was like, well, this is how I look at it. I enjoyed it a lot. I loved it a lot. But there, there's a room. There's room for a lot of improvement. And if I give every show that I just enjoy or just like a nine or a ten, there's no room to go up. And there's no, there's no caliber to judge that. And I gave him the example, Mandalorian season two. That was a nine out of ten for me. So good. Boba it was Fett, really good. Dude. The book of Easy Boba Fett came say. out right. Excited for book of Boba Fett. You're hoping for the same quality as Mandalorian season two. I came away from the book of Boba Fett thinking, you know. That was a good show. I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't on the quality of Mandalorian season two. Seven out of ten for Boba Fett. So then I told him, I said, you know, I liked the Halo. I actually personally liked the Halo show more than the Book of Boba Fett. I enjoyed it more. But do I think the Halo show was on the quality of the book of Book of Boba Fett? I don't. I think the Book of Boba Fett did a much better job of of building that storyline and being consistent. And the funny thing is, one of the criticisms of Book of Boba Fett is it has two episodes that are kind of like pseudo-Mandalorian dedicated. So it's like, oh, it's not even his show. Well, they did the same thing in Halo with with Quan Ha and then the magical stuff, except it was still done better in Boba Fett. So to... to, to yeah, and plus that's just... Here, that's because there's like a Mandoverse that they're pretty much building. True. From, you know, it's, true. They're, they're all background pilots for future seasons. Yeah, but there was basically shows. like Boba Fett being sidelined a couple times in his own In his show, own show. Master Very Chief true. was sidelined in his own show. Very true. But just for example there, it's like if I see something like Boba Fett as a 7 out of 10, and I think the Halo show is not up to that par, up to that quality, then it's got to be lower, right? And, and honestly, you know, how much do scores really matter? At the end of the day, if you paid for something and you enjoyed it and you had fun, that's a success for the for the company making this stuff. But Halo, the TV series, was not up to the quality of something like Boba Fett. It was still down a bit. So I'm at a 5 out of 10. The reason I'm at a 5 out of 10 is because there was moments in this show that were genuinely good television, genuinely above average television in my mind. In my mind, this show has superb acting, superb set design, and superb fight choreography. I actually think those three things are more or less on the level of the Star Wars television shows. I don't Josh probably wouldn't agree with me on that. A lot of you probably wouldn't. But acting, set quality, set design, props, and and the uh what was the thing I said? Oh, fight choreography. Choreography. Very oh, good. Very good. Very good. That stuff's yeah. all that stuff's all up in the eight nine range for me. Eight nine range, right? But then you go to story decisions, character dialogue, um, writing, and it's really below average. Like the way that this the show was written to play out, the way the characters interact sometimes, the the the, the, the decision making behind the characters, the writing just really was just below average. And I don't say that as someone who knows writing. I'm not, I don't have a degree for this. It's just, it's clear as a consumer. And this is something I feel a little bit better about because my wife actually has a master's degree and she is a a teacher in writing. And I asked her one day, I was like, this was like months ago. I said, is it fair for fans of a property to judge the writing when they have no background of it? And to my surprise, my wife said, yeah, that's fair. She said it doesn't take someone who has a degree in this or who is a professional in writing to acknowledge when writing is bad, which made me feel better about it because I'm like, okay, now I feel I don't feel like such a hypocrite where I say oh, the writing is poor in the show 
despite not having any experience with it myself. So that's where I'm at with a 5 out of 10. You know, I love all the actors they got. I love the look of the show, the props, the armor, the profits. You know, the CG could definitely be improved. I would say it's weird. I love the look a of bit. the Josh grunts. would say improved a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love the look of the grunts and the profits. Everything oh, else yeah. that was that needed CG was rough for me. Well, I thought the honor guards and the brutes in the last episode. Couple they shots really they look good. Couple shots they did but, look fine. Now the elites in the first episode were very rough, in my opinion. Um, but ah, uh, I just I really enjoyed the show, guys. I'm looking forward to season two. Um, at, 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 on a fun level, this is like an eight out of ten for me. I had like an eight out of ten time with this whole show. Good because we but, have been on a trajectory that has been all over the place. Because I feel like I I feel I could be wrong, but I feel like in the episodes covering this. I feel like I was more optimistic, and we, we yeah. both started on the same page, yeah. and then you slowly started to go like, man, there was one episode where you were like, this was terrible. It was the one where Chip's in his house. Well, the, that was a low point I was going to say you. that next. And the then company. I was like, I think I enjoyed it, and then pretty much after that, somewhere around after the Quan episode, I was like, downhill, and then you started to kind of like level out and go up. <laughs> so we traded the, the, spaces. The, is one the, of the episode, episode eight, the episode with the sex scene, um... That was just the absolute bottom yeah, for me. Man, I didn't mind and that. I don't, I don't even think... For, just for me personally, it just had no development. It had no development at all to get there. It made it didn't fit the show. It didn't make any sense. You it know was, what I think is hard believable. for me to grasp is that intimacy in real life sometimes has no buildup. It just happens. And I think when you have two characters who uh, are pretty much discovering their sense of freedom for the first time... And they find someone else like that. It makes sense that that would That's happen point, super actually. fast because they don't really think it through. They just kind of go into it because their f- feelings are based on emotion and passion in the moment. Uh, and they still try to explore, you know, uh, the beauty of intimacy in terms of the affectionate uh, touching that they're having and stuff like that. It's awkward because it's completely out of blue for Halo fans. It's completely out of blue. Uh, for what the show's built up, but I, I guess I just didn't really take much issue with that. I mean, I, I, I again, I, that was another thing, kind of like you said, was that by the time that happened, I thought I'm not surprised because the show's already taken enough liberties that like I don't yeah, mind. That's fair. And I was already going into this open minded. I don't really have any issues. I didn't mean to interrupt you uh, on a spiel, Brian. No, I'm sorry, man. That's but, pretty much. Um, yeah. I, I don't really take a whole lot of issues. I mean, I can nitpick stuff, but my issues aren't really with the direction the show took its plot. I agree with you. It was more the writing, and so much was crammed into so little time. I think the characters, yeah. the characters seem great. I, this is my favorite Miranda, and yep. Keys is really like I never disliked him, but he has really grown on me. He really got a chance to shine more as the show progressed. Quan, by the yeah. end, I was like, you know what? I do like Quan. And then they just didn't give me more of her. So I'm like, well, come on. You know, you make, yeah. you, you kind of toss me for a loop there. Uh, so, you know, and, and Paragonsky, I, like I actually characters. really like her. Halsey, uh, I've hated her more than I've ever hated her in any other Halo game, which I feel like I'm supposed to. They did their job. Great actress. Yeah. Great performance. You know, Roland 2.0 made me hate him. You know, Cortana was great. I really, yep. really love Cortana in this. And obviously Pablo in the Spartans. You know, they did a fantastic I love Charlie her. Murphy's performance. I'm not oh, a huge I, fan of her character. Yeah. I, I honestly think I, I really came around. I, I think at the bottom of the day, I think now that this season is over, she probably was my favorite character in there. Because 
I knew the least about her character. Um, the same with Quan, but we kind of we got a lot more focus with McKee, and she started to try to you know kind of mirror Chief and stuff like that. And I just I thought it was such a beautiful story. Like I'm biased because I love Anakin and I love Revenge of the Sith, but it just kind of reminded me of that parallel of like where there's this chance of like where things can go really good when she gets with the UNSC and she yeah. trusts Chief. It seems like things might change. And then they just go bad, you know? And I feel like it's the kind of thing, if I was to rewatch it, just like in Revenge of the Sith, there's always going to be a part of me that wonders, Am I, is this going to play out differently this time? Even though I know yeah. it's not. But it just, I like those, I like when they kind of do that in, in, in uh, storytelling. So, I don't Well, know. yeah, I guess since you, since you said your favorite character was Maquis, uh, yeah. for me it was, I mean, it's very typical, but the standout for me was Pablo, you know? He um, did great. Because he did great, he did. There's well, there's two reasons I really like Pablo as as chief. Mm-hmm. One reason is he managed to fill that role that like Chris Evans does as Captain America to me, where I feel this, I feel this almost tribal sense of fan adoration towards the hero, and he gave that vibe. You know, when he's on screen, unless it's like a, a bad moment. When he's on screen, they have this like fan adoration for him as the hero, right? He's just an actor playing a role, but it's just like if I saw Chris Evans at a Comic Con, I'd be like, you know, that's my Captain America, you know. <laughs> and if I saw Pablo, I'd be like, that's Master Chief. Like I know Steve Downs is the original and oh, will never be replaced, but I'm like with you. Pablo embodied that character and made me love him as a as a a live action portrayal of of being a hero. I love that so much. And the second thing that made me love him is. Through the middle of the show, my wife and I watched uh, the TV series Candy on Hulu, and he played a cheating husband in the show Candy, and mm-hmm. his acting was just really great. And it, it I've did, seen him in one or two other things. I know or, I watched the first season of Orange Is the New Black, and he Orange is the Black, yeah, so. yeah. He, I couldn't, you know, he didn't act like he didn't act like John One One Seven. He didn't act like Chief at all. He was a very good actor. But, hey, I'm with, with you, dude. Ability. It's a hot take, man, but I I do think. That despite everything I've said so far about this season in the show, I do think that I love him and consider him chief as much as I have for Steve Downs for 20 years. In a sense, which I sounds agree. crazy because that's 20 years and suddenly I see this new guy and I'm just putting him on the same level. But you know what? I got 20 years of Steve Downs with the voice and them animating, you know, Chief's mannerisms to play off of that. And I just got to, you know, I never really got to see his face. I just got nine episodes of seeing his yeah. face, and I got to know Chief in a way I never knew before. He still, when he was in the suit, he looked like Chief. Uh, he fought like Chief. Whenever I got to see the assault rifle, every time those Spartans put on weapons, I was like, okay, ooh, is that that's DMR? Ooh, that's a sniper rifle. Okay, you know, and I was like taking it in, and it's like there was a lot yeah. of authenticity there. So. I, I bought into it. He's a different version of the character I've loved for 20 years. And uh, you know what? It's patting myself on the back and patting yours too. But I'm glad we're open to that. I'm glad we were open going into it all this time. This yeah. has been like three or four years of waiting for this show to come out. And yep. we're finally here. And there is a lot to love about it, man. It is it is it really a redheaded is. stepchild, but it, it has got a lot to love about it. I'm actually impressed. That's that's the thing is right. It's like there's there's so much to love and so much to not like at the same time. That's kind of what makes it so unique, right? Because like I've watched lots of just video like game adaptations. 
Sorry, it's me. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I'm I went, just joshing. Well, I'm thinking like, okay, I went and saw the latest Tomb Raider live action movie, right? Um, How was and that? I did. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love anything about it. It was just so bland and by the numbers, it didn't really do anything to okay. entice me. And that's that's the case with a lot that. of video game adaptations, right? Is I, I or or maybe even like not a video game adaptation, like the the Last Airbender, the Avatar adaptation. Ooh. It didn't do anything. It didn't do anything I loved. You know, so many times you see, and I haven't seen this one, but Michael Fassbender's Assassin's Creed. I heard that wasn't very good. I haven't watched it myself. People were a little harsh on that one. But, uh, but 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 a lot of times you, just, you go and see it and you're just like, well, that wasn't as good as the game, and you move on. When I watch the Halo show, I'm like, there's so many times where I'm like, I love that. Holy shit, that's awesome. I want to see that in the game. I want to see this come over. Sure, I love this. But then you get just as many times where you're like, oh man, I don't want to see Chief have sex. You know, I don't want to see Cortana watch. I don't want to see Chief try to kill Halsey in a moment of fury. Like, it just goes back and forth, back and forth. Like, yeah. I don't want to see Venture's butt cheeks in the hot tub. It's funny looking back on that because, you know what? His his ass cheek shot was the most, like, why of all. You know, like the other ones, I mean, there's no reason to really show that stuff. You didn't need yeah. to. Like, maybe Chief's just because of what we're getting in context of that scene. But, like... I don't. You don't need to see any of this stuff. But why show ventures as he's getting out of the water? Like, why is it necessary? Because that character dies off before the sh- before the season even ends. So, like, what was that thinking? <laughs> I wonder how many women or or you know just how many people in general yeah. were watching the show and saw ventures butt cheeks and went, "Ooh, I like that. Give me more of that." I just don't <laughs> feel like there was much of that. Well, it stopped after you know? that. We didn't get any more ashes. Well, I'm though. saying, like, I can see people being like, oh, Pablo's a hottie. I can see people being like, oh, Maquis, uh, uh, Charlie Murphy, she's hot. But I don't see many people seeing Ventures butt cheeks and being like, oh, daddy, give me some more. Like, I don't see that Did happening. Did we see Kai's ass? I can't remember. No, no. We just was it saw, just, uh, what was it? Is it? Was it a hat trick of uh, a chief? You know, it was a uh, Venture and then. Oh, wait. No, we saw, we saw, we did see Kai's. We saw the top half. Didn't show That's right. We just yeah. saw some top half crack. Okay. Top half crack. Yep. Top half crack. <laughs> but if, uh, if the name of this episode wasn't going to be the name of the show's episode, it'd be top half crack. Well, I like that thing. I who was that? And I was it albino or was it Rodan? Somebody in our Discord was like, "Butt cheeks a plenty," and I'm like, "That's a good title for the podcast, Butt cheeks a plenty." But uh, yeah, guys, I mean, I had a great time with the show. It sounds like Josh had a great time at moment. I still, you know what? I um, still liked it. To, to just be to end it on a positive note with my opinions, guys. I. I you know, I had fun. This was a crazy experience. Uh, we waited for a Halo movie or, or something of that nature for so long, and we got to have it with Season 1. I lived to see what that looked like, and uh, I can look forward knowing there's a Season 2 coming and hope it improves upon that. And You know, I, I'm not excited at the moment, but once we get a little more details on that, I'll be excited and stuff. So I'm really happy about it, you know? It's a crazy trajectory, guys. I mean, we started out doing the podcast in late 2019, and we had Halo Infinite to look forward to we had the halo show to look forward to both have now come out and we have experienced them and that's kind of surreal and i'm really happy we're here to be a part of that and that's been great having you guys listen and tune in this whole time it's so strange is that this show has riled up and refreshed my fandom for halo more than i've noticed that than infinite very cool it's just it's just i i don't know like i really appreciate i really appreciate the new i don't know Seeing seeing new directions for the store for the franchise, seeing like a reset button be pressed. Kind of like hitting new game, 
Yeah. You know, whereas we've been experiencing the, yeah. the, the loading off the save game, you know? Yeah. There's just so much baggage that comes with Infinite and, and the games and the core canon and, and Infinite. Infinite did most of its heavy lifting to climb out of the hole that was Halo 5 story. Yeah. And it really didn't leave us with much after that. And I know some people will be like, whoa, what about Atriox and the Medican bias? I'm like, I don't, I don't really care. You know, like Infinite, it was, it was a very, I was, I was pleased with the game. It was a good campaign and a very decent story that managed to dig us out of the hole we were in and just kind of level us out there. It didn't really give us anything too exciting. No big moments, character moments, big uh, set pieces. And it's just kind of, it's kind of whatever, you know, in most of my fondest memories for Halo really reside in the original stuff. And, and this show has been such a, a breath of fresh air for me. I know some people are like, I'm suffocating on how bad the show is. I hate it. <laughs> no, for me, it's been a breath of fresh air and I look forward to season two and, you know, man, it's almost like, I think it's like kind of like with Josh with Star Wars. It's like he saw so many things he didn't like, like Last Jedi and, and maybe bits of Rise of Skywalker, some other things. And he got to the point where he's just like, you know, canon and... I don't care about canon as much. And maybe I would like a story that wasn't canon again. Like maybe they gave us a Halo video game spinoff that wasn't canon. It was just maybe it, was, it wasn't maybe it wasn't canon at all. Or maybe it was silver timeline canon. And that could be fun and that could be interesting. And I think it just, I think that's what gets me so confused when I see so many people getting angry at this show and hating this show simply because it's not like the games. This is going to sound condescending and a little dickish. It's not what I'm going for, but like, if the show is where you're drawing the line in the sand, even though it's not canon by definition of the writers, of the people who made the show, I'm like, where have you been the last 20 years? I'm like, do you really think that Halo's consistency has been so good the whole 20 years? Do you think it's been so sacred and so untouchable and so clean for 20 years, that the show is where you draw the line. For me, the games in the core canon has already made so many mistakes, so many times over the last decade plus, that it, it it already didn't feel sacred, right? Like, it already didn't feel untouchable. Like, the games in the core canon have had so many problems already. Cortana became evil. The Didact got killed off. And that's just the problem I mean, with it, you know? Because when you're young, you just enjoy things as they are. And you get older and you see those franchises revitalized or continue, you know, and I think most of us just honestly go into those for the wrong reasons. You, you want to have an experience like you did when you were little, but the honeymoon phase is over if you already experienced that stuff and it's over and all you can do now is put work into the passion of it, just like real life. And try to nurture that, and you're getting more of that. But what are you doing on your end? You're looking, you're just expecting the same experience, but that's just not really possible. You're just getting more, and that's up to you as to whether or not you want to enjoy it or not. You know what I mean? It's just like new Star Wars movies come out, and the novelty is over of where I was first introduced to Star Wars, and it was Pandora's box for me in terms of what many what possibilities and stories were out there that I could that I could now know and learn about that experience is over because I've spent so much time diving into a lot of that so anything that comes out now is going to be a mixed bag you know it's not it can't touch or equal what was already established because that was so foundational to my love of that thing that Nothing's going to come close. Everything is just more, and that's it. It's just more, and I can choose to 
be grateful that I'm getting it or I can choose to be pissy because yeah. I'm chasing a dream that's not possible and that dream Beautiful being shit. trying to recapture. It's just, it's not going to happen. So when I get more Halo stuff, you know, I'm just happy for it. And like you said, Brian, it's a new timeline. So it, it completely takes the pressure off having to really care, you know, having to be affected emotionally by its canonical impact. It's its yeah. own thing. And they can do whatever they want with it. And 343 has worked on Halo long enough from, you know, carrying over the torch from what Bungie established that they deserve to have their own shot at it for better or worse. And I just choose to not look at it uh, just purely on the fan side of things. So, but I'm happy for it. I like how you put it. You said chasing the dream because I feel like that is so much of what a lot of the Halo community is doing is they're chasing this dream of re-experiencing Halo exactly as they did when they first played Combat Evolved, or maybe they first played 3 when they were a kid, or Reach. They all, Everyone has this memory of the glory days or whatever, and they're chasing that dream. And the thing is, it's never going to reoccur that way again. And I know someone out there is going, well, if Halo Infinite had just launched with Forge and co-op, it would have been that. Yeah, no, like that would have been better, but though you're never going to, you're just going to be constantly chasing that thing you're never going to get there. And for me and Josh, I think why it's so easy for us to have a good time with Halo is, like Josh already said, is we just accept this is more of it. This is more of Halo. Josh gets more of Star Wars, more of Halo. We just accept that, hey, we're grateful we got more of it, and we take it for what it is, and we enjoy it for what's good about it. You know, it doesn't have to be. If I'm trying to get that Halo 3 hype moment again, every new Halo release that comes out, I'm going to be disappointed forever. And if that's how I'm going to be and I'm never going to change my ways... It'd be better if I just quit investing in the franchise because it's going to let me down. Forever. That's why those are core memories because you know that's that was a point in time and something you know you'll never get back in a different way. You'll get new experiences, that's why it's special, new core memories, but that's what makes it special. Yeah, and I, I can think of like for me, um, you know, I've already like that happened and I didn't know. It. That's why me and Josh talk about always, you know, trying to revel in the moment because you don't know what memories you're making right now when. The pandemic hit and I got laid off work and Erica was off work. We were both home alone. The world was crazy. And I played in a row. I played Final Fantasy VII Remake, Final Fantasy VII Original, Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2. And now I have this this really fond, warm memory of playing those four games in a row in the pandemic when I was off work. And I'm replaying them now. I already played the Final Fantasy Remake, Final Fantasy VII. I'm playing Kingdom Hearts now. And it's just like me reliving that great moment I had. It was like a Halo 3 moment in a different way. I didn't know it was, though. Like, it was the pandemic, and I was playing these games and experiencing these new things, and it was fun, and it was amazing, and it was relevatory to discover these series and enjoy them. And now a year, two years have passed, and that's like a nostalgic memory. And there's always going to be the strength that comes, that emits from those games because of that memory. But now, if I go play Kingdom Hearts 3 or I play Final Fantasy 12, I might <laughs> Even like Kingdom Hearts thing. 4. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I'm probably not going to have the same feeling, right? Because it was a moment in time. It was a moment in time. That was when you experienced it, and that was the, what, the core of what you experienced. Yeah. Like, for me, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, I was there for the first three when they came out, and then it was like four years until the fourth one. And at that point, I didn't really know that we were getting another one. So I moved on and I went and got into other yeah. things. So when it came around, I didn't like the fourth one as much. And even though that's the general consensus, I still came out of that thinking, okay, you know, like what the, the, the honeymoon phase is over for pirates. 
But uh, I hope they keep doing more because I really enjoy what's there. I love this universe yeah. and stuff. And I, there's going to be parts I don't like, but it's not going to completely kill my interest in the thing. And that's important, you know. There's I'm there's great. No Johnny cool. Depp though. <laughs> what's that? There's no Johnny Depp though in the next. Yeah, one. unfortunately, I hope something someday turns around with that. But no, I mean, bottom line with that stuff is, you know, it's just Halo. My prime time for Halo is over. In that sense of just uh, the euphoria I got out of it. And I still get those highs. I still get those moments. I still get, you know, create new memories. You know, I'm nostalgic now about experience I had with Halo 5. And that's really cool because when that came out, it almost felt like the same boat, you know, that we're in now. But So it's going to be that way with this stuff. We're creating its own nostalgia with everything. But it's... It, it's in a it's in a way that like it's past that golden age of it. Yeah. And I don't I don't need every age to be the golden age. There's a silver age. There's a silver timeline. You know. I just yep. I'm happy to be alive and to be able to experience more stories in these popular franchises that I care about. Someone was talking shit about Halo Five on Twitter, and they posted a picture of of uh, Locke and 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 Buck standing next to each other from a cutscene. And they were talking shit about it, but the second I scrolled my timeline and I saw that picture, I got hit with nostalgia. I'm like, oh man, I want to play Halo 5 Dude, campaign right now. Remember how fucking crazy it was when like everyone, you see the poster finally got like revealed and you see yeah. blue like the confirmation that blue team's gonna be in the game. You yeah. see the pairing off between those two, and everyone was like, Oh, Halo 2 vibes. Yeah. And yeah, and then you're playing the game and then you get to that battle and we all hated the choreography. But it was like, that's a moment in time now, you know. But real quick, I got to say before I forget, dude, someone on Reddit posted, this blew up, but someone on Reddit posted a title that said, Episode 9, post-credit scene, and then it was just a picture of them getting a confirmation of them canceling their Paramount Plus subscription, and it made me laugh really hard. It fucked up, but it was really funny. I was like, damn. Yeah, I'm interested to see. That's happened with Disney Plus anytime a Star Wars show like ends. I've seen people do that too, and I'm like, come on. There's Marvel stuff. There's tons of great content. But I'm interested to see uh, the <laughs> the numbers for the success of this season because I feel like there's a lot of people who are dogging this show, but they're sure benefiting from entertaining being entertained by watching it. Yeah. You know, well, I've hey. seen I've seen several people be like, "Oh, I hate that I have to watch this because it sucks, but I just I have to make sure I can form my opinion on it." It's like just stop. No, stop. you don't. It's FOMO. You don't have to. Yeah, you want to watch it. Yeah, just, just, whatever. I know that's tough. We all struggle with it, but still, but hey, Brian, last question about this before we move into other stuff. Okay. Okay. If you had to guess right now, so right. just for for future posterity, we can look back on this. How many seasons do you reckon? This will have. Man, I'm stuck between two numbers. I think... I wish... Man, I, I hope the best for the show. I think it's going to have... Me too. I think it's going to have three seasons. Say three? Yeah. I'm hoping for five. I'm hoping for five. Yeah. I, I think At five least. would be a good spot. Because I think if five would be a good spot. Because I, I don't think this series needs ten ever in any universe. But three doesn't feel like enough. Okay, follow up, quick follow-up question. Do you think future seasons will see a higher episode order, or do you think they'll see around the same? Um, I think higher, but just ten. Ten. Like, one more. <laughs> That's an upgrade. <laughs> I mean, most of these shows with high budgets don't get more than ten. Can you name one? I mean, ten is the common number now it for seems like that's what shows. that's what all shows are starting to revert to that seven or that 90 show that we're about to get that's going to be yeah. 10 compared to that 70 okay. show which had about 20 you know yeah game of thrones high production 10 episode seasons you know or whatever it was yeah it was 10 so by the way brian i'm about to get back on that i'm about to get back I on that because so. i was talking about house i of thought dragons. about restarting it i <laughs> i was uh talking about house of dragons at work and 
I was like, you, you know, talking to one of my buddies. I was like, are you going to watch that? And they're like, yeah, I'm probably going to watch that. And I was like, man, I need to fucking finish That's the thing, thing too. It's like, you know, when we start, we watch House of Dragons later this year. Or we watch uh, War of the Ring or anything like that. Like, those shows, most likely going to be quite a bit better quality uh, than Halo. So it's like, if we gave Halo the TV series like an 8 or a 9 out of 10, I mean, where's where where do we go from there? How do we go up? Right, and you know what? Another thing, too, is, you know, Rings of Power, like, looked like high production, but it doesn't look at all like what I'm familiar with with Lord Same. of the Rings. Same. And I don't mind that. But I knew going in, like, once I saw the trailer and got an idea, I thought, this could turn out by all means, to be my favorite Middle-Earth experience. But yeah. I don't think so because I think the prime time, my, my, my honeymoon phase of that is over. Everything else is cake. Everything else is dessert. It's not the main course. And that's completely fine because I'm grateful to have the dessert. So same goes for this. So it's, it's been a fun a experience. 45-second clip from our boy Tony? Of course. I've missed This is his thoughts on... It came, came a little late here because I didn't get it last week. This is his thoughts on the... Episode where Chief has sex with Maki. Oh shit! Let's hear it. He did it, boys! Yeah! Woo! Chief got laid, baby. <laughs> hey, you know what? My my Halo fan side was like, ah, Chief don't have sex, but my <laughs> my guy side was like, right on, bud. Yeah. Fucking right, fucking a. He got laid. I bet you Cortana was in his head whole time giving him directions. Oh no, Chief. If you move a little bit to the left and up, you'll do a better job. <laughs> Chief, alert. You're going too fast. <laughs> Chief, watch out. Emergency. Alert. Pull up. Pull out. Pull out. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually really good, Tony. That, that that's my good. comments on, on the episode. That, that's my entire... Those are my comments. <laughs> that's all he had. The bed was on fire with passionate love. The neighbors were complaining. Complaining about the voices above, baby, man. He was making noises. They were clapping cheeks. You know what, man? Tony, that was great, and uh, that's my headcanon now. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, thank you for that, Tony. You're always a comedian. I love it. It's hilarious. <laughs> and I love the good vibes he brings with anything. You know what? He's He, he was someone else. Now when I rewatch that scene, I'm going to see Cortana giving directions. I'm like, no, Tony, He's stop. been someone else who's been kind of on the same trajectory as us. I think that was, was where yeah. it's like, you know, there's a lot of stuff you didn't like, but there's a lot of stuff you did like. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's kept a level head about it, and I think that's good. Like, even though there's parts of this, I would say... It's dog shit. There's other parts of it that I'm like, this is so fucking cool. That shot when uh, McKee is looking at Chief in the final scene when they're on Halo, and she is just close up of her face is like, it's beautiful. Yeah, no and I know it's like, it's like, well, yeah, you're attracted to her, but no, no, no. It's just, it literally is just a beautiful moment, and so much is being conveyed in these characters and their emotions. And I just thought this is real high quality stuff. So yeah, <laughs> but hey, Tony, thank you, man. I can't wait to have you back on the show. Josh, we got a message from Anthony DC Outlaw. Hell yeah! Bring it back. He said, "Here's our here's some quick thoughts uh, on the Halo show after watching the finale. I was more intrigued by Maquis at the beginning of the season, but didn't like what they did with her in the last couple. A little sad she's dead, as she had a lot of story potential. Honestly, didn't like the finale. The action especially looked pretty bad, and it was pretty dumb to have Atriox there when they could have had almost any other brute character. Didn't even talk about that. Would have made more sense." was also weird that he spoke saying Healy. I didn't notice that. I didn't um, All in all, this show felt like an above-average science fiction show that sometimes has Halo references. Halsey was the only character in the show to behave like she does in the canon, but more like we saw Halsey in the Kilo 5 books, so even that's like the worst version of her to pull from. Her creepy sidekick was a real bad character who deserved what he got. He added nothing to the show but a creep factor. That's why yeah. he's Roland. 
in contrast, Miranda wasn't like her game counterpart, but honestly, we only liked her in the games as she was the only main female character that wasn't Cortana, and she was really wasted in Halo 3, so I don't mind the changes as they made her a go- made her good and interesting character here. Jacob Keyes was also changed a lot, besides the race change, but I don't care about that. And I liked him less, but he w- could become better in future seasons now that the that he told his big secret. They weren't in the episode, but the Madrigal story was a big waste of time and made it so the Covenant War was so downplayed, it was hard to see the stakes. I feel like there was one Halo fan on the writing staff, which is how we got an accurate backstory for the Spartans, but the rest of the writers had no idea how to play in the sandbox of the Halo universe, as half the show didn't feel like Halo. A quarter of it was solid Halo references, and another quarter was a Will Smith slap to Halo fans who know the lore. (laughs) Shout out to the costume department for doing an amazing job, but not the prop department who made barely any UNSC weapons from the games, and the ones they didn't did make didn't seem to work as they should, with the rest of the weapons being filed, filled out by random modern guns. The Covenant aesthetic was solid, but the CGI was on par with movies from the early 2000s. There you go, Josh. He agrees with you. No wonder they made up a human Covenant character so they could have a presence without using CGI. Forerunners help them if they ever make the Arbiter a main character. Lastly, Master Chief was only Master Chief in name and look only. His behavior and personality was nothing like the character we know, and the worst part was I hardly ever felt like he was heroic, which was the word they kept using to describe him in the after show. The cast all did their best, but the writers and effects dragged it all down so much. I don't know if I'll watch next season after being so let down this season. So it sounds like Anthony had a way worse time than I did, maybe maybe even more than Josh. But uh, some of those things he said I agree with. You know, obviously, uh, you know, some of the writing decisions and stuff kept it down. But, I mean, I, I feel like I enjoyed it more than you did, Anthony. Um, that's a tough one. I, I think there's something to be, I think on one hand it's nice to have people with knowledge of the games to help make the show. Mm-hmm. But I think there is an important level in which you should keep yourself away from the games to have your own creative freedom. You know, I think when you... I think if you stared at the games for every moment of the show, that could hinder it. Mm-hmm. But maybe they went a little too far in the direction of not making it Halo enough. I did say in a tweet you know, a week ago that 75% of the show doesn't feel Halo. I think, um, I think after watching the finale, I would lower that percentage a bit. But I would say definitely probably over half of the show really didn't feel strictly halo and they could definitely do more to bring that in line with the games i i feel like what do you think josh yeah no i mean i don't blame you for feeling that way at all anthony i mean i i get it i mean it seems to be how a lot of people feel i mean obviously they've been more harsh for sure but um uh, it makes a lot of sense it's tough i mean this we also experienced this episodically as opposed to binging it and those create two different experiences for better or worse but you know it was a lot to take in week to week there was always, you know, it turned out there always ended up being some big change that happened and um, kept us on our toes, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, the CGI, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say it looked as bad as some of the movies in the, or it looked on the same level as some of the movies in the 90s. I just think it looked a little bit too, like, live action anime in a way. And I'm not hating on anime, but it just <laughs> it feels was. like they leaned into the fact that Halo's a video game on the CGI. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a way, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but hopefully, 
you know what? If you don't end up watching season two, man, hopefully the the, the buzz out there ends up being so good about that season in yeah. general that it that it makes you want to tune in and it makes it all worth it for all of us. So I understand. Absolutely. Josh, you ready to go into the business? The business realm. Let's do it. Take us there, Brian. Once again, you guys get to benefit from from us having blabbermouths because we want to do one hour and we're going to be... Almost two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Guys, if you want to leave us an email or a voice clip, you can send that to sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow Sacred Icon on Twitter, we are at sacrediconpod. If you'd like to follow Josh, he is at Jurassic Joshy. If you'd like to follow me, I am at Brian's Bane. Um, come join our Discord. It's open to everyone. And tell us what you think of the show. Uh, tell us uh, if you liked it, if you didn't. Uh, we have a YouTube that we don't use hardly anymore, but there's some old archive content there. And maybe one day there'll be something new. No guarantees, though. I'm not feeling it at the moment. Um, we have uh, me and Josh playing through Combat Evolved, a bunch of bunch of opinion videos on there. That's uh, YouTube.com slash Sacred Icon. Uh, Josh has a TikTok. What's, the, what, what's that? That is that Sacred Icon pod. Yep. You guys want to check that out. Just posting on excerpts TikTok. from the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we got that. And Josh, did I cover everything? I think you got everything, baby. Up? That's pretty good. Brian, you oh, do that I all the forgot, time. I forgot the most important one of all. Patreon.com slash Sacred Icon is a place where you can come to support us monetarily for as low as $1, up to $50 to be on the show with us, on the podcast. Lots of different tiers there. We would love if you guys supported us on Patreon. Uh, if you don't feel like doing that, just listening is enough. You can leave a review on iTunes or anywhere that. Please do, guys. Left. You know what? We haven't we'll, got one since April. We need a we'll May, read it off. We need a May yeah, we'll review. Read it off on the podcast. Yes, give us one, please. That'd be great. Um, but that's uh, Patreon.com/slash Sacred Icon. Uh, let's go into our reading our patron names off. I want to give a little special shout out to this to our new patron because I talked to him a bit on Twitter, and then we'll go quicker through the rest. Sure, man. I'm uh, in typical fashion. Um, so we had a guy pop up on Twitter named Jack who was talking about how he'd been listening to our podcast. Yeah. Started at the beginning. He's like 30 episodes in. He's trying to catch up. So he's got another like I don't know 80 episodes to go, um, which is exciting. Said some really yeah. said some really positive things about us, he, and he said that uh, we called a lot of the stuff that was going to come out in Infinite ahead of time, which is cool. I appreciate you saying that, man, uh, because there's a lot I know I personally was wrong about in future episodes. So, oh, same here. Uh, yeah, but no. I told him we didn't get Waterfang Gorge right, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, but he hasn't got there yet. There's still time. DLC. There's still time. Yeah, but, DLC. But hey, man, I, I saw those. No, I didn't mean to interrupt you again. I'm doing that no, a lot okay. this episode, but I'm sorry, man. Uh, I saw that stuff, dude. I saw the conversation, and I just, you know, I hopped in a little there. But, uh, man, dude, thank you so much, dude. I mean, that kind of stuff means so much. It's great to hear. I, I don't think we ever really expected in the beginning that people were going to go back and listen to our episodes chronologically. But that's something that we see pop up yeah. quite a lot. And it means a lot to hear that stuff because it, re, uh, it kind of re-injects life into those old episodes and discussions. Someone mentions a joke on episode 37, and, and I'm like, I don't remember us saying that at all. I have zero. There's memory. one, guys, where Brian makes – he's I, we say something, and Brian goes, and that's what I call cold storage. And it's the hardest I think I've ever laughed on this show. If for any of you guys that may be going through that – may be going through this stuff, if you find that episode, please tell me. I need to cut that into a TikTok. That shit it's is – around Water Fangor. It's fucking hilarious. I, I mean, Brian's I'm made me laugh a lot in the like, show. And, buddy, you're going to find that out as you progress, but – uh yeah, I don't know. Great time, man. I appreciate that. Thank you for tuning into our friendship and our experiences with Halo, man. And we are happy yeah, so to he have became you. A new, he became a new patron uh, at the $5 that tier means Sacred so much. Insider. I need to get him in the Discord and, and, and upgrade him to be in the Sacred Insider channel. Oh, yes. But uh, his name is Jack Webb. His username is either Agira 
or Agira. It's A G E R A. I think it's Agira. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Thank you so much for your support, dude. I hope you enjoyed your shout out and then looking forward to talking to you more. Um, Okay, going forward quickly, Josh, here we go. We got Lisa McCreary. Love you, Lisa. Sparkies, who was super awesome on the podcast last week. He was amazing. He was amazing. I miss you, man. Justin Timberlake looking dude. Uh, Yeah, I love the messages we've gotten to have with him, too. That's been Uh, cool. He's great. Thank you so much. Next, we got it's Yodi. Yodi! Right. It's Yodi. (laughs) Yodi! Next, we got Hocus Locus. Hocus Locus. Can't wait for the sequel this year. Yep, definitely good. Next, we got competing. Oh, no, never mind. We lost that guy. Never mind. Next, we have the winner... The Hot Topic Overlord, Dark Chaos 5 Thank you so <laughs> the dark, much. The Hot Topic Overlord. I like that. Thank you, buddy. Next, we have Blind Valkyrie. Thank you so much for your continued Yeah, I love hearing your uh, Marvel opinions today. It's cool. I'm glad you watched Hawkeye. That's great. We got William Green. Last name's Green. It's just like my pastor. <laughs> Must be a good dude. Thank you so hey, much. thanks, William. Next, we got Kevin Benson, Forever Immortalized in Episode 99. Dude, make sure you shout out to us if you ever need anything. We yeah, absolutely, you. man. Hope you're doing better. Hope you're doing better. We love you, man. We got our sacred staple, Albino. Love that Albino. dude. Albino! So and I think he, you. he's playing through Fallen Order right now, if I'm not mistaken. So, Very nice. Very ass. nice. Tell me how you like that that salad, Cal Kestis. <laughs> Fuck off, Brian. Josh is like, I'm so Fuck over it, Brian. Brian. I'm so over it. <laughs> it's not that I don't get it, but I love that game. No. <laughs> anyway, um, take us forward. <laughs> next, we got a dude who brings me genuine joy every time I see his face mm-hmm. on screen because he just seems so lovable. I, Irving TV. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, love him. Thank you, buddy. Thank you always. Next we have, I'm like a bird, I'm true, Jason Bird. Oh, man. Thank you so much for always giving Brian a reason to sing to me. Absolutely. Man, I forgot to put on deodorant this morning. Josh smells like AJ's dick in here, <laughs> but that's because my pits actually smell good in anyway. I want to go in the uh, the, the, the fragrance aisle and, and see you uh, your face on like some deodorant and stuff. I would totally buy it. I'd buy it. Put that Next shit we on. We have the sequel to Fallout 76, far superior, Fallout 152. Thank you so Hell much. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, thank you so Josh, much. Josh, hit me up with a little Menadeus. Menadeus, Menadeus. Menadeus, Menadeus, Menadeus. Menadeus, Menadeus, Menadeus. Oh, 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 Menadeus. There it is. Brian, thank you so much, Menadeus. Every time, every time. Next, we got Ian Rucker, Da Ruck. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Hey, man, thanks so much. Thank you Next so we much. got, he's a rebel, he's a saint. Shin Rebel. Thank you, thank you always. Next we have Ascending from the Ashes, born anew. Holy Irish shit. Irish Phoenix. Posting the dank memes as always. Forever I love you. Of of secrets. <laughs> Brian's eyes get so big when your name comes up. Oh, I get so excited to deliver that line. <laughs> Next we have, not the cool shark, not the dope shark, but the lame, lame shark. shark. Love getting to see your thank Instagram you so stories, man. You're great. Thank you. Uh, last weekend I went to a, I was a chaperone at a prom and oh, I, I did this. not the dab, I did the dab. That's right, the dab. Thank you Hell so yeah, much. Thank you, dab. Uh, every time I watch football, I look for Kevin Nelson. Kevin Nelson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what's the position of the guy who tries to block people from tackling their quarterback? Oh, that's a U-turn pickup. <laughs> U-turn a picture what that move looks like oh it's <laughs> that's great it's, hey you gotta be you gotta be a pro to pull off the u-turn pick hey thank you man thank you for the support thank you so much speaking of u-turn pickup that's what i did to my dad every time i called him mulligan in nfl madden 2000 <laughs> eric milligan oh thank you god for yeah thank you eric next we have that suave sexy looking dude jared hartley thank you so King much of selfies jared himself thank you Next, we have our amazing mods, Small Print TV, Aaron Joe, and Prey. Aaron and Prey, love each one of you. Love you guys so love much. You Thank guys. you for your patron support. You're the best. 
Next, we have Cameron88, who says, I never saw Chief Duel pistols in that entire show. One out of ten. Oh, thank <laughs> well, hopefully he does in season two. Thank you, Cameron88. Yeah, thank you. Next, we got Colton Pittman, who gives Brett Favre a run for his money. Thank I would have so double back. If you get that reference, hit me up, guys. Anyway, thank you, Colton. Next, we have the OG sacred staple, Rodan. Thank you Rodan! So much, yes. Appreciate you. Love him. Just because we like you, I'm going to go ahead and butter your waffles. It's Butter My Waffles. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you, Butter My Waffles. That's pretty good. Next, we have our friend David Wyant goes by Nerva. Man, David was wanting to hang out with me this weekend, but I just got stuff stacked up. I got a plan for my uh, mom's birthday next weekend with my sis. Soon enough. But I love you, David, and I hope hope you're doing well, whatever whatever you're doing today, buddy. Love you, man. Josh, hit me up for Anthony DC Outlaw with the ACC. Didn't George the ones who want to come on back for season two? I don't want to watch it, no, sir. I'm going to get a no here, no there. Very nice. Thank you. Very nice. Hey, and thank you, Anthony. And thanks for sending <laughs> that in. I call man. you Mrs. Crabapple when you sing like that. Yeah, I need to do, I'm going to do, I got to do an ad soon for that. <laughs> I think a Patreon ad for that. Right, read a trick, uh, next- lady. Suck, <laughs> fuckers. <laughs> Damn, there she is. Next we got, descending from that butthole web, it's Caleb Webster. Hey, thank guys. you so much. Next we got Chris Greco. Man, Echo, have you seen my Greco? It's Chris Greco. Josh says, Brian, do it one more time. I said, next is Chris Greco. You get my Greco. Have you seen my Greco? It's Chris Greco. It's Chris Greco. That was nice. I'll take that double kill. That was yeah, nice. Was Give me goosey. Next we got Tony who says, he, you know what, Chief? Good for you, buddy. You got, you found yourself a lady. <laughs> yeah, that's great support. So that, was, that was a bro. Appreciate was a bro you, Tony. Clip. Love you as always. Thank you. Next we have the sequel to Christopher Columbus's worst film ever. Pixel Freaks, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, buddy. Thank Appreciate you, as it. always. Next, we have not the junior grunt, not the queen grunt, solid grunt in the TV show. It's King Grunt. Thank King you so Grunt. Much for King Shark. Get ready for King Grunt. Mm. King Grunt. You know what, Josh? You know what made them able to get the, the, the price on the effects, the CGI effects, lower in what? the TV show? They darkened the whole set by having Ares 0430's mustache covering it all up. Boy, sometimes you just know. Sometimes you just see the writing <laughs> on the wall. There it is. Thank you so much for your Thank support, you, Aries. Next, we got Montana Menace, not the Phantom Menace. Hey, Montana. with a wholesome drunk message in the Discord last night. Oh, that, that was, was good. He's like, I just love you guys. I love you guys. Hey, we love just you too, man. Hug. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Josh, we got Green Plumber, goes by a different name. Fucking Ouija, gonna have him back on the show sometime hmm. soon. Can't you know wait what? for that. When I need to power up, not unlike Luigi, I don't use mushrooms. I use Codios, the best cereal. That was around. good transition, so Brian. Thank you, Codios. There he is. is. And when I'm big, it makes me feel like a Joshy big boy. That's right. Small boy. That's right. That's a power Thank up. You so much. That's when you get boy. that power up. Thank you, buddy. Next, we have the largest, most renowned NASCAR Two Thunder. Th- NASCAR Two Thunder. Wow. <laughs> I ruined it. It's all right. It's all right. Ricky, 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 Ricky. Start over. (laughs) Next, we have the largest NASCAR Thunder 2003 enthusiast, Ryan Barker. Ryan Barker. Hey, man. Hope you're doing good, buddy. Love you, man. Next, we got Dustin Mondre. He's the best dad ever. Not the newest dad. Dustin. I'm only three months out. Suave. And I love your name. Always have. Always will. Next, we have Anthony Nicolosi from KO Qual Entertainment. Thank you so much for Still your support. Still putting out great content on YouTube. I love seeing this stuff. Keeps going. Yeah. Next, we got you. the dude who always speaks his mind, Corey Hanks. Love you Corey so Hanks, much, man. Corey Hanks, love you, man. You. Love you. Um, next, we have Brent Onimo. He's been MIA for a while. Baby, come back. You can blame it all on me. Yeah, you can blame it on Josh. Seriously, don't blame me. Oh, man. <laughs> I need <laughs> to check in with him, though. I, mean, I meant to. I said that before, and I, I, I need to do that. Because, uh, yeah, I miss you. I miss you. But every time you go to check on him, MH Cosplay comes dropping in through the ceiling in that ODST chili drop pod. Bam, I think Thank he's got a convention support. soon, man. I hope that goes well, buddy. Love you. Things man. are going well for him. Thank you, MH Cosplay. Next, we have the esports legend and god, 
Ian Big Dog Mills. I think he just had a discussion with an NFL player, man. I hope that went amazing. I'm sure it did. I yep. didn't get a chance to... He's reaching for the idea. stars. Yeah. Dude. And he went right past him. He's looking down at him. Dude, yeah. Well said. <laughs> Next we have the spiciest of all meme lords. You all know his name. Photon. Photon. Thank you so much, Photon. Thank you so much. Great to see you in the Discord again, man. We've missed you. Next we have Kay and Nick. He says, the podcast is quality. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'm usually the one who does this on occasion, but that was really good. That was really good. I appreciated that. The Um, physicality behind that. Next, we have the guy who has to transcend the multiverse of madness. Transcend these nuts, Brian. Ugh, dang. Ugh, man. Josh, hit me up with the sound of Roland actually being suave and decadent to a woman. Hey, Kai. It's me, Roland 2.0. You might have heard of Roland 1.0. I'm new and improved, baby. You want a Spartan, or do you want a real man? I don't got no kernel above my butt crack, but you want to see what else is back there? Let's find out. And then you hit the NWO theme. And then if she turns him down, he's like, no, no, you don't understand. Usually women are incapacitated when I go out. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's fine. Hey, that's but what I he did in the show. It passed his character at all. I would not. Yeah. But anyways, it was, he has to transcend the multiverse of madness to give any other dude a chance at women. It's Trevor Polkey. Trevor Polkey, man. That's great. Thank you so much. Next, we have the Shipleys, who are the superior WandaVision the couple. Thank you so much for your Love support, you guys. guys. Next, we have the OG Halo podcaster, Dustor. Thank you so much. And Josh, finally, we have... The man who saw Justice League and knew what he did more, ladies and gentlemen, right through your door. Give it up for Matthew Salvatore. He's the man. He's the OG. Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. We hope you liked the show. Oh, you guys or if you can't didn't, wait to be back. Something to enjoy from it. Um, from here on out, guys, we won't be talking about the show anymore. If, if that's a good thing or a bad thing for you, I don't know. But now we'll be talking about some old nostalgic Halo memories and lots of good stuff to come. Some oddballs. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a pretend episode on episode 10. <laughs> episode 10 of the Halo series, what we think would happen? Yeah. That might be good. <laughs> People are like, what? There's definitely going to be a pair of butt cheeks in episode 10. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. But guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. And as always, keep it sacred.